Nobody wanna take the blame Then who's responsible for this shit But I voted for the guy who was supposed to make a difference Really? Tell me, how's that working for you? Trusting politicians, first they rape you, then they whore you Trusting politicians, then they sell you out for oil The legislature hates you, it's a shame for the lawyers They chip you like Tom Sawyer to hold the world's pores And taxing your whole toil till there's no more for you Could I spare the turmoil if I just stayed silent? Lay low, kept quiet, would they even buy it? Like, who is he really and what does he have to say? Flip the mission skirt and switch to blasphemy The unspeakable, suppressed and best kept Secrets off the leash, so on your mark it gets set Go cause once you know it's time to show and prove Lies are flying while the truth is kinda slow to move Fuck it, I ain't saying nothing. Press this red button to catch these pigs frontin'. Nuff's enough when they cuff for the rush. We came to bring the pain. Motherfuckers, what's up? Yeah, nobody's as bad as this crew. Radical youth with a passion for truth. Imagine that you were just harassed by a few. Bastards and badges get mad, we got proof. You gotta capture it, don't let them laugh at it. It's these fascists against the masses, and we'll dart past them. It's already happening. The sharpest sword is no match for my black pen. Love making created us They make it taboo so we can start hating us Stop beefing with each other on stupid shit Like who's rocking the crucifix Present moons of Jesus fish Purple hearts, yellow stars, green clovers Teen souls being molded, being poisoned Distortion to the heat, scorching in direction of some other pricks Armed by your government Look in the mirror before you call someone a terrorist You're going overseas to point and squeeze at Foreign seeds and women included Thinking why would you do this To leave your family behind Or go marauding and looting Probably randomly shooting families That hadn't been recruited to insurgency maneuvers Drones flow by computer, it's a cowardly intruder Just a joystick and a shooter And he's already told that he can point them things at you though Now you in the crosshairs, homie, you ain't safe here This is Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. You're listening to J-Rev Radio. What's up, everybody? It is Wednesday, the 18th of January, 2017, and this is a Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. Uh, this is a new news show. It's going to be on journalisticrevolution.com. And you can find it by the Moment of Rage archives or by listening live 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday. And I'll be bringing you the latest and greatest reasons to be angry with the state of affairs as run by the elites. And as a bonus, you also get to hear me rant for a few minutes before I do that from my angry anarchist perspective. And today, what I'd like to talk about is the sacred cow of many people on both the left and right with regards to the preservation of freedom and liberty, the Bill of Rights. It's something that a lot of people take for granted as the idea and the epitome of that idea when it comes to freedom. But, I argue that the Bill of Rights is nothing more than a piece of paper, and that without people willing to defend it, it's nothing. 
And that means that essentially it's nothing and we're everything. We, the people, are the only thing standing between the elites and the global tyranny that they want. And this is something that a simple declaration of rights cannot protect. You can write down whatever you want, but ultimately, when the people that would violate your rights decide to do it, that piece of paper won't mean anything to them. You know, there's a reason the Second Amendment is so often uh, supported by uh, constitutionalists, and that's because the Second Amendment was written in defense of personal liberty and the idea of preventing tyranny by forming groups of people that would stop the government from overstepping its bounds. And that's noble and reasonable. But what's not is to say that the piece of paper itself is what protects that. What protects that is pointing guns at tyrants. And that's not something that most people are willing to do, constitutionalist or no. And that's the real problem. The real problem isn't that the Bill of Rights has been violated at any given point, although, you know, as I'm sure you're aware, the Bill of Rights, as a concept, is constantly under attack. I mean, First Amendment may as well be thrown out the window with all of these things that, quote, don't constitute free speech. The Second Amendment might as well also be thrown out the window because there's a new gun regulation for civilians, by the way, not for the government. They can have whatever guns they want uh, every year. The Third Amendment is fucked because of eminent domain and a ton of, uh, a ton of other restrictions on personal land use that basically mean the government is constantly quartered there. And then that case in, like, oh, man, like Nevada, where the Third Amendment was completely blown out because, like, somebody decided in their infinite wisdom in the local police force that they could just commandeer somebody's home and that when they decided that they weren't okay with that and tried to get the officers to leave, I think they were, like, arrested for obstruction of justice or some shit like that. You know, and the Fourth Amendment? Yeah, that was gone a long time ago when giant warrantless searches and wiretapping essentially happened. You know, the NSA, its giant spying apparatus. You know, the the Fifth Amendment? Please. The, so many confessions have been coerced out of people that it's stunning. And, you know, the U.S. government appears to be the only group of individuals in the country who are able to consistently get uninformed consent of the people that they interact with on a regular basis. It seems that the only contract where uninformed consent is the norm is the contracts that are a part of legal proceedings, and the only people who get to violate this are the U.S. government. So the Fifth Amendment? No. You you, you don't get to withhold things from the government. And in fact, oftentimes when people do, they're accused of obstruction, they're accused of perjury. The U.S. government lying all of the time as par for the course, 
and when a civilian does it, they are somehow a threat to society. I would go over the rest, but suffice it to say there have been violations in those areas too. And since I don't have much time to record this morning, what I'll leave you with is the idea that the Constitution doesn't protect anybody that isn't also willing to protect themselves. The Constitution is a piece of paper and ultimately has no teeth. It's not like there's any international law that the U.S. government has to hold itself to in any real sense, and domestic policy is normally just we find that we did nothing wrong after our in extensive internal investigation. Well, great. I wish all of the people had that same authority over the U.S. government. There would probably be a good deal more peace. I'll leave you with a quote from Lysander Spooner. This is from his work, No Treason. You should definitely check this, this, this out if you haven't already. He wrote, Inasmuch as the Constitution was never signed nor agreed to by anybody as a contract and therefore never bound anybody and is now binding upon nobody and is moreover such a one as no people can ever hereafter be expected to consent to, except as they may be forced to do so at the point of the bayonet, it is perhaps of no importance what its true legal meaning as a contract is. Nevertheless, the writer thinks it proper to say that, in his opinion, the Constitution is no such instrument as it has generally been assumed to be, but that by false interpretations and naked usurpations, the government has been made in practice a very widely and almost wholly different thing from what the Constitution itself purports to authorize. He has heretofore written much and could write much more to prove that such is the truth, but whether the Constitution really be one thing or another, this much is certain, that it has either authorized such a government as we have had, or has been powerless to prevent it. In either case, it is unfit to exist. Now, I have a book in my collection, like an actual physical book, that contains a ton of constitutional law interpretations. But what I might ask you to think about over the next week is, do any of those interpretations matter if we're still fundamentally being ruled by a piece of paper we never agreed to. Something to think about. And while you think about that, I will play us into the news section with a song. The first song you heard today was from the Free Knots. It's Can't Turn Away. I recommend everything that that band puts out, and also its associated act, Sea Traffic. Underground hip-hop from an anarchist perspective. But now that we're done talking about how bullshit the Constitution is for the time being, uh, I figure a good track to play would be Fuck Democracy by Fatal Fiction. So, see you in the news section very shortly.
time and as I'll be doing on all future recordings of Moment of Rage unless I decide to change the program for some reason which this works so I don't see a real reason why uh, I will be starting the news segment by reading the headlines from antiwar.com about the recent deaths in uh, territories either currently or previously uh, threatened by US occupation so let's get into the teeth of that, shall we? First up on the list, mortars strike civilians in Mosul, 142 killed in Iraq. Next up is symbolic buildings and a bridge captured in Mosul and 118 killed in Iraq. Next up is ISIS burns family to death, including infant, 57 killed in Iraq. Another is ISIS attacks checkpoints in Diyala province, 184 killed in Iraq. Next up is Jonah's tomb captured in Mosul, 50 killed in Iraq. And last up is bodies litter Tigris River in Mosul, 39 killed in Iraq. 
I've said it before and I'll say it again. This could mostly have been prevented were the U.S. government a more trustworthy ally in the effort to stabilize regions. But the U.S. government, oftentimes with its corporate interests, has interest in actively destabilizing whichever regions they can so that they can secure them later and have a steady flow of resources, labor, and uh, essentially civilian targets to practice on for uh, domestic unrest. And if you think that's an unfair statement, just consider the fact that law enforcement is largely comprised of people who've been in the military. If you wonder why they need that experience, you're asking the right questions. Uh, moving on. From the freethoughtproject.com, cops' unpaid storage unit auctioned off, full of evidence from unsolved child murder. When child prodigy Candace Hiltz was found murdered in her home on August 15, 2006, her family immediately called the Fremont County Sheriff's Office. When investigators arrived, they conducted what the family believed was a shoddy investigation, leaving key pieces of evidence behind. Police, however, believed they had identified their prime suspect, Candace's brother James. James was mentally ill, lived in the woods by himself, and often came to the house for food. But Dolores Hilt says the police failed to do their jobs and remove key pieces of evidence from the home, which indicated there was more than one person involved. The family, who had no real training in crime scene investigative work, decided to gather the evidence on their own and submit it to the police. One of the things they found while going through the home was an empty shotgun shell found in Candace's daughter's crib. They also located rope and an axe they said someone had used to kill their dog just days before Candace was killed. The family also found, away from the home, bloody towels they believed the attackers used to wipe off Candace's blood. The DNA on the towels didn't match any of the family members, according to Dolores. Also, a bloody blanket, which was used to wrap Candace, was also gathered. After she had gathered all of the evidence they could find, she called the FCSO and they asked that they come get it. They did, and that was the last Dolores saw of the evidence, she says, proves more than one person was involved in her daughter's killing. But it wouldn't be the last time the evidence was ever seen. That's because it all turned up in a storage locker that Lieutenant Robert Dodd had rented but failed to keep up the payments on. The contents of the storage unit were sold at auction to Mr. Rick Ratzlaff. After the purchase, he began to look through the storage locker he just purchased and realized it belonged to Dodd when he found a lot of Dodd's old uniforms inside the unit. But after digging a bit deeper into his unit, he then realized that the deputy had kept evidence from Candace Hiltz's unsolved murder case inside his storage unit. Ratzlaff did the only thing he felt like he should, and that was to contact the FCSO to know he'd found something he believed should be locked away in an evidence room somewhere. You should read the full article on the freethoughtproject.com. In other news, Galveston, Texas police officer arrested for possession of steroids. This is on copblock.org. If you need any more proof that the war on drugs is just a war on people, even the police are prohibited using substances to get an edge at work. Ironically, they're also getting arrested for it 
but the fact that even members of the state's domestic military disregard the laws they pretend to uphold shows the true absurdity of prohibition. In this case, Michael Andrews, an officer with the Galveston police, was arrested after a separate agency outed him to his department for being in contact with a suspected supplier of steroids. Michael Andrews was probably just trying to be, in his mind, a better cop, and the stronger he is, the better he can police other drug users. The hypocrisy is glaring. Drugs are illegal and cops are legally obligated to uphold the law. In the four years that he was a cop, I can't help but wonder how many innocent people he subjected to arrest in cages for being in possession of a controlled substance. Uh, you can read the rest of the article on Cop Lock. And by the way, links to all of these articles will be in the description. And now, down in Florida, the government allows power company to dump radioactive waste directly under a drinking water aquifer from the freethoughtproject.com as well. Miami, Florida. South Florida residents may have a serious problem on their hands if the city of Miami goes through with their plans of storing radioactive waste directly under their drinking water. This decision has been made in spite of the fact that numerous studies have warned that there is a danger this waste could contaminate the water supply. So, you know, to be clear, the government will arrest you for smog, but the fact that Essentially, an, any small earthquake could knock radioactive waste into Miami's drinking water is of very little concern to the government, uh, who approved it wholesale. I mean, it just goes to show you that they definitely have allies that they're willing to protect, and you're not one of them. You can read more about that at thefreethoughtproject.com. And from the same site, here is some good news. Obama commutes Manning's sentence, and she'll be free in May. Washington, D.C., in a stunning move, President Barack Obama announced the commutation of the prison sentence of whistleblower and former Army Private Chelsea Manning. With the announcement, Manning will be, now be released on May 17, 2017, rather than in 2045 as originally sentenced. Sentenced under U.S. Army Court Martial to 35 years imprisonment in August 2013, Manning was tried in military court for leaking thousands of documents that came to be known as the Iraq War Logs and the Afghan War Diary to the transparency organization WikiLeaks. Ch Chelsea Manning exposed serious abuses and as a result, her own human rights have been violated by the U.S. government for years, says Margaret Wong. Executive Director of Amnesty International USA, President Obama was right to commute her sentence, but it is long overdue. It is unconscionable that she languished in prison for years while those allegedly implicated by the information she revealed still haven't been brought to justice. Now, something to keep in mind is that the conditions Manning was kept in were solitary confinement primarily for a long time now and conditions that many civil rights organizations have deemed a tantamount to torture so like after years of being tortured essentially she's now being freed by obama on his way out and you know, this this is good, you know, I mean, it's better than being in, in prison. But, 
you've got to remember that these people are not doing this for benevolent reasons. The elites want a good picture of their previous puppet immediately prior to their next puppet being installed. This has been the case for the longest time, and it's not going to stop being the case just because Trump is in office. So when you hear good news like this, remember that it's good news because somebody that should never have been caged is free. But remember that the news is mixed because this is after years and years of civil rights abuses. And if you seriously think that the organization that still hasn't prosecuted those found uh, severely ethically and legally wanting or the other organizations that monetarily and tactically support those organizations that were implicated in those logs are doing this for her benefit, then you're out of your fucking mind. So remember, there is still a war of information and a war of ideas to fight. And the fact that this person has been released who should never have been caged in the first place is not evidence that the war is even close to being over. And in fact, is evidence that we still have a ton of work to do. This has been Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. I'm signing off. See you all next Wednesday on Journalistic Revolution Radio. What up, pig? Hello, officer.